Hello, beautiful souls. Victoria here with Soul Healing Tribe. And today we have Karen, and she's from Soulful Sound and Movement and Therapy. She's been doing this for over a couple of years now, and I am super excited to have you on board. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Victoria, for inviting me. I am happy to be here to share my medicine with you. Beautiful. So and, you, and your viewers, of course. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> give us a longer introduction of who you are and how did you get here? Wow. You have time? I mean, it's a long. <laughs> well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know break it down in a long story into a short story. Mm-hmm. Originally, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Um I had a lot of things that happened to me during childhood, you know, like abandonment issues, um, learning disabilities, um, just a whole bunch of stuff that Mm -hmm. caused a lot of trauma without going into details. It caused a bunch of trauma to me, uh, low self-esteem, judgment on myself and others. Uh, I felt so many, I feel like I have gone through so many emotions in life. Like I felt all, I think they said they're like 27 emotions (laughs) that a human being could feel. (laughs) I feel like I felt all of them, even before I was born in my mother's womb, there was so much drama, emotional, physical drama. And as we know, the baby does feel what Mm -hmm. the mother is going through through the umbilical cord you know so I feel it started in the womb for me um there was a lot of uh there was abandonment there was um a lot of separation issues um so my mom and actually I don't remember any of my childhood before seven oh wow yeah And then after seven, so at seven, all I knew was my mom and, you know, her other children, her siblings, my other siblings. And my mom, she had to move to the United States. So she had to leave Trinidad, but she couldn't take me with her. So Mm -hmm. she left me with my grandparents, people that I didn't know. And I didn't know that she was leaving. So all I know that I was walking up some steps going to some strangers. Wow. And I didn't see my mom again after that. For how long, Karen? For until, until I was 11. Oh, wow. Then my dad, who was living in the United States, came back to Trinidad with his wife and his her daughter. So now the people that I got used to, which were my grandparents, my uncles, and my aunts, now I was taking away from them again to live with strangers again yeah so it's like a lot of separation you know and um so that was a rough period also now getting to know my father my stepmom my sister I had some behavioral issues I wasn't good in school because when I went to my grandparents from my mom I started school at eight years old. I was just now learning my ABCs and everything. And I could not retain the information. 
at all. Hmm. I used to get whoopings because I couldn't get my timetables. Wow. So of course that created even more other, issues. Yeah, yeah, more issues on top of the issues that I had when my mom left. And more issues again because now I'm with my dad, this man who I don't know, and these other two people. Now I have to get to know them. And that was a very rough period for me. Yeah. But I have to say, because of my spiritual growth and my healing, all these, my mom and grandparents and my dad and everyone, I've realized it was all part of the journey for me to be where I am today, doing the things that I am doing and wanting to support and help other people who have been through stuff like I've been through, have felt these emotions. So, and then on top of all of that, at 11 years old, I got vitiligo, vitiligo. So what is vitiligo? It's a lack of skin pigmentation. So you're actually, you're losing the color of your skin. It's an mm -hmm. autoimmune. So your body is functioning. Your, your immune system is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, but it's focused on the wrong thing. So right. this is what happens. Um, a little higher? A little higher. Yeah, there you yes. go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is what happens when you lose your color. So now, could you imagine at 11 years old, that's already a state of confusion plus mm -hmm. all your issues from before. And now you have these white circles around your eyes. And of course, this was a time in Trinidad where this wasn't some, there was no like internet for you to do research and people didn't know about this stuff. This was very unique. What did the people then. say when they saw them? People stared a lot. People mm. stared. And then you see them talk to the person next to them and then the other person will look. So of course now that made me hide myself because I didn't want people to, to look at me. Mm -hmm. um, it, like they were judging me. And of course, when I saw people looking at me and talking about me, all I could think about is they're saying something negative. So that right. started a pattern of negative thinking and negative feelings about myself and um, trying to be perfect, not have people look at me. Mm. So, yeah, so... It, and although I live my life on the outside, looking kind of perfect, you know, having everything together inside, something right. was missing. There it's was interesting. A yeah, it's interesting because with love, self-esteem, it's very much tied to perfectionism and, and mm -hmm. people trying to be perfect because they feel like if they're not, then they're not accepted. They're not valuable. They're not worthy. Exactly. And also stuff like procrastination. That's mm -hmm. another thing that comes with low self-esteem because now you feel everything you do has to be you, you, you perfect. You second guess yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was uh, jealousy issues because it was always like, why me? Why I had to get this? Why, you know, and I'm not looking at other girls and their skins are skin is perfect. They mm -hmm. look beautiful, you know, um, 
I remember telling my stepmom one time, I don't think anybody would love me. I would mm -hmm. never, yeah, you know. Um, so it has been a journey of healing all of when, that. When did that journey start for you, Karen? Um, that journey started actually in my, let's say, early 40s. Okay. Yeah. What made you get to that point? I, you know, I started my coaching business since 2008. I decided, yes, I want to help other women like me. You know, my focus my is women. So I, yes, I want to save these other women. <laughs> and I started reading a lot of self-help books. If I tell you the amount of money that I have spent on <laughs> I believe you I probably would have a fortune in the bank right now probably over 50 or 100,000 yes easily. yes exactly and 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 seminars and courses yeah, yeah. about self-love and building just everything and I was like ravenous with the information yeah. but the interesting thing was I would read the book I will be excited about reading the book I'll get to like a few chapters and then I'll stop. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I'll go to the next book. Same yeah. thing. Looking I for something else. Looking, yes. <laughs> once, the, yeah. once I got the information, the doing the work part. Right. You know, Normally you need someone to help you with that. <laughs> right. And I didn't want to face, or I didn't know what was going on, really and truly. I know I knew I felt something, but I... But the self-help books, those, those few chapters, they were giving me what I needed. So, of course, I did all this reading and everything. I even created a Journey to You program. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to coach women how to love themselves and to accept themselves. Mind you, I didn't do any of the work. I was just reading. So everything that, like the affirmations and mm -hmm. the whatever else, I fear nothing. And I started my business and then I started coaching, but then I realized why was I not connecting with the clients? I was very impatient with them because I'm like, they have to get this. They have to do this work. They have to. Wow. But it was like something wasn't, something was what? missing. Right, right. Saying, yeah. you know, this is interesting that you mentioned that, Karen, because a lot of the people that I see also say, I have spent so much money, like twenty, thirty thousand dollars on different seminars, books, doing this and doing that, and nothing works. So they they do feel like until they get the right help, they it just feels like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you go to the seminars and they pump you up and you're like, yes, I'm ready to take on the world. Right. And then you leave and a day or two after, you're like, yeah. You're back to the same. Back to the same. Let me go yeah. buy this book. This right. Next and book. The next next thing. So what type of seminars did you do? I did a lot of empowerment seminars. Um. What is that? Oh my goodness. I can't recall the name now, but it's like a three-day seminar in the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's very oh, like the landmark or yes, something. Yes, yes. I have yes, a yes. few clients from yes. those um yes. workshops. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Interesting. Um 
Yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay, what's missing? Something is missing. Then I realized it's me that's missing. It was me. So, so when you said that you were missing, tell me mm -hmm. how did you get to that point where you say, oh, I am missing? What is it that you needed to do that you felt like you were missing? I felt I wasn't being true to myself. I felt like I wasn't being authentic. <laughs> I felt like I was, I had a mask on. I felt like I was hiding. Yeah. Because I was hiding. Yeah. You know, I wanted people to do, do the work, but I was right. Yeah. 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 Isn't that normally what we want somebody else to do the work for us because we feel like we cannot do it, but then yeah. we have to find the courage within us to do the work that we're, you know, we're afraid sometimes of doing. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I, I do understand why people are afraid to do the work yeah, because it's, it's not easy mm -hmm. it's hard work and yeah. you have to be disciplined you have to be consistent it's an everyday journey yeah and you have to be open to try different things it can't be the same sort I mean whatever works for you because everybody's different yes you know um so, and sometimes putting different modalities together is ideal yeah. people so it doesn't exactly. have to be just one thing it doesn't just have to be one thing like I have a toolkit of different things that I use to to fortify myself every day because every day I have to go out into the world and face people I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing other podcasts as we are doing one together, you know, our yes, sisters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to show my true self. So in order for me to do that, I had to do the inner work. And I had to become brave because I wanted to be set free. That's beautiful. So how are you helping your clients do the same thing that you did? Well, first of all, I am coming at them in a whole different way without judgment, mm. without feeling like they have to, you have to do the how, you know, everybody in its own time. Yeah. You know, also, I may have certain things that like sound bowl and the ecstatic dance. You know, I try that with them. You know, somebody might like the sample or they may not like to say. So, you know, I try to work with the uniqueness of each client. And, you know, and, to get the client to do the movement, right? I can imagine that that can be hard if the person is yes, very constricted, right? Yes. Because with ecstatic dance, ecstatic dance is a, and, and it's actually people, when they hear dance, they say, oh my God, I have to know how to dance. I have no rhythm. I have two left feet. But with ecstatic dance, it's there's no specific steps. It's entirely improvisational. You don't need to know anything about dancing. You don't need to have rhythm. You could have two, three, four left feet if you want. <laughs> um, and there's no need for none of that. 
there's no right or wrong dance. It's just your authentic expression. So right. sometimes people may not be able to do other types of therapies and that dance and, the, and I create a safe non-judgment space for them yeah, to do handy. that because dance is very it's dance and sound are two very powerful healing tools yeah you're moving a lot of energy through your body yes. so a lot of things can come up I seen people yes. in movement crying like purging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and then the music is very important that you use because the music Although you're not following any form for dancing, but with the music, you have it comes in waves, right? To create that movement, you know, it starts off slow and then it grows, and then it hits the peak, and then you come down. Right. And, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and you know, and I always tell my clients, the dance floor is your teacher. It's your healer. It's your exercise. Whatever it is that you want that dance floor to be, let it be. Whatever you want to let go, let go of it on the dance floor. And then also whatever you want to call in. So the ecstatic dance, I love the effect it has on the clients. And you see sometimes even after that, and you see the clients now interested in other forms of healing. They're now opening up because also ecstatic, ecstatic dance help you to be more open and non-judgmental, especially right. with the music. It's, the music is a wide range of music. I mean, different languages. So you're not understanding what they're saying, but guess what? You're going with... Your soul is understanding. Exactly. You're moving with the rhythm, with the vibration of the music and the song. So you don't have to know the language. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and with that, something happens, makes you more open, less judgmental, and they make, you know, be interested in other forms of healing, maybe therapy, maybe plant medicine, you know. Yeah, so I feel like I'm a, like a gateway. <laughs> it sounds sound. like it. Yeah, yeah. And with sound and dance, I feel like, as I said, I'm a gateway. And what I like to do too is bring in other healers, others to come in and share what they do with the participants so that if they're in, and maybe have them do a little heart opening exercise. And if the participants are interested, maybe they might want to do, you know, a little therapy with them. So can you do us, um, can you do a quick exercise? Like what the heart opening looks like? Or can well, you explain it, it? It could, it, well, it takes different forms. So it could be like a meditation, use like a short meditation or breathing exercise or shaking exercise. And when I say shaking, you know, you know, dogs, they shake. And why they shake is to get that, you know, energy off of them. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So shaking exercises, uh, we do like icebreakers. 
So, because, you know, everybody's coming in with their stuff. And at first, when a person comes in, they may not be, you know, nervous, or I'm not sure how. So I do like funny, crazy things for them to loosen up and get with, you know, feel within themselves. Like I, one of the things that I do is what is your favorite animal? They say, what are your favorite animal? And then I have them act out what their favorite animal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so if it's the, the lion or the tiger or whatever you like, you, you're on that ground roaring and crawling or whatever it is, you know, to just loosen the client. Up. That's beautiful. Yeah. So how are clients working with you? If anybody wants to work with you, are you doing virtual sessions or is it just in person at the moment? Well, at the moment I am revamping. I, you know, every, with COVID, everything, gatherings were not happening and I wanted to wait until things have calmed down. So now I am working on starting back what monthly um, ecstatic dance um, ceremonies or whatever you want to call it um, once a month every third Saturday end of month and for women so I'm working on doing that again um, so right now in, in person and I'm also trying to figure out how to do it online Oh, easily, easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, saw you me know. trying to shake myself here. <laughs> easily, easily. Yeah. So, yes, I'm working on those two things right now, but I'm looking at June or July to start all of this. So I have a, a young lady working on my promotional stuff, you know, my advertising and all of that, explaining what, because it's going to be Sambul and ecstatic dances, ecstatic dance. Okay. Also, I will be inviting other healers to come in, people who do yoga, meditation, bread work, any, you know, and have them come in and, as I said, do some heart opening exercises. And also, also a form is to promote other beautiful people. So how can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you? What is the best way to do that? They can email me. Because then once they email me, I'll be able to have like a list of people so that when I get all my information together, I can start sending out all the information. Okay. So they can, we'll, they can email me at S-E, S as in Sam, E as in Edward, coachkaren at gmail.com. I am also on Instagram as soulful. Was that dash lower dash? <laughs> Soulful. Let me, you know what? Let me write information. S O U L F U L. The lower dash S E L F L U V. We'll put okay. a link on the description. Um, just so it's easier for people to click on it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Any last minute messages for the listeners? 
I just viewers? want people, I just want everyone to know that you don't have to be alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. There is help out there. There are different modalities of healing. Just be open, be brave, and set, step out and just try. It doesn't hurt to try. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to do it again. But you never know. I didn't know when I first did ecstatic dance that I would be actually be a practitioner of the ensemble. I had no clue. I just like, you know what? I'm desperate. I need to try everything that I <laughs> Desperation is good sometimes. Yes, right? And I just wanted to be set free. I wanted to be free to be me. I wanted to be authentic. I, I wanted to just, just be, just be. That's beautiful. And, and the ecstatic dance also helps you really fall in love with your body, fall in love with yourself. Because I show my vertiligo in ecstatic dance and I'm using my, and I'm just loving, you know, my body. And, and it has given me so much confidence and so much more self-love. Wow, that's, that was beautiful, yeah. Yeah, so just just be open and just just free yourself, free your mind, free your heart. Yeah. If you're suffering, there is a healer out there for you. There is some there type is a healer. modality yeah. that can help you. Yes, Thank you so exactly. much, Karen. It was a Thank pleasure you. having you. I have fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did well, too. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>